0: New right network presents right now the featured podcast of new right network mobilizing countering the left energizing the right new right network home of the new right movement
1: new right network right voice right now this is the flagship show right now and right now i have brendan hurd who is also known as traditionalist western art on twitter he is the author of the decline and fall of western art go ahead and tell us more about that brendan
0: uh, yeah, I'm just a guy who noticed that modern art is terrible, and
1: I, uh, it is. I, I
0: <laughs> so I researched it for myself uh, initially, and then I kind of even started writing for myself to kind of get my ideas together, and then I wrote a book, and uh, I, I peddled the book on the social media.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can find that link to his book, if you're a big art fan, you can find that link at Trad underscore West underscore art. He's got the link there for you to order his book. Tell us where you're, you're uh, joining us from. Ireland. Brendan. Ireland. Ireland.
0: Ireland, Yeah. But I'm from Canada. Oh, are you? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Which one do you like better?
0: better? Oh, well, there's pros and cons to both, but I'd probably rather be here now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't have a
0: choice. This is, The winds of fate have taken me here.
1: So in our discussions a little bit, we talked about people who come around and just splash a little bit of color on a canvas and call that, Art and I've been looking at your your Twitter page and it's just it's got more of what I would call art. I mean, and I even like the old Roman statues, even though they're all broken off at the arms and whatever. They're just beautiful to me. And I look at some things going on here and and what some people are calling art, and I'm like, that's depressing. That's not art. <laughs> so, uh, what do you usually? What do you usually?
0: You know, I, you know,
1: what is it? What is it? Has it brought out? In, I mean, you—you you were motivated to write a book. Even
0: I, I, what yeah, is your goal?
1: To, even
0: I wanted to be an artist, and I do uh, dabble in visual art still, but not so much. I kind of switched over to writing and other things. But uh, so I went to art school, and that really—I expected when I went to art school that I mean, I knew I didn't—I didn't have the ideas I have now, and like most people, I could see that modern art was kind of not right of a bit of a sham uh, but i thought it in my schooling at least at university they they would have some underlying classical values or uh, teach you proper technique you know beneath it all but really mm-hmm. not so much a- apart from life drawing i would say you know it was mostly just propaganda and,
1: so and even the school
0: uh, see even the school is not oh, no, if, if not really goes, art uh,
1: school anymore if you go to
0: yeah if you like i was studying fine arts but the same for uh architecture or any of them really you're, you're going to get like a a brainwash as to why the previous art is either evil or uh, you know out of out of date, out of touch, and how you must be, be involved in modernism and abstract art, basically more or less. Uh. So, from then I was confused by that for a long time, but and it put me off trying to be a visual artist, anyways. Even though I, I I still try sort of now and then, but there's not I don't think there's much hope for anybody in it currently. You can be very lucky and you can sell paintings or be traditional artists, but generally, without the infrastructure to support, because it's really a lot of work to do it properly. not like, right. you know, the, the modern art is not so much, it's not about work at all. It's just about inventing a fancy story about whatever are making, making.
1: a mess. <laughs> That's what or I just, would say. It's creative it. writing. It's about making a mess. <laughs> yeah,
0: create, yeah, and then you make a, a nice sounding story about how it represents this or that, and then you...
1: Yeah.
0: But... Uh, so, yeah, I I can summarize it all. It was one day I had an epiphany. I bought a book in a bookstore on Victorian painting. I've said this before, but anyways, it was like, uh, and it was because it was on specifically Victorian painting, It was nothing in it but beautiful paintings from start to finish. Because normally in all these textbooks or art books, they have a caveat at the end where they say, but all that was leading up to our more, uh, more intellectual modern period. And they show all the abstract paintings and sort of just, Know, push away push away the old stuff is irrelevant or just a succession leading up to something else that was much better and grander or whatever mm-hmm. so that's the kind of their trick but this book had none of that it just kind of it kicked in my head that um the whole thing was a definitely a lie because none of the stuff existed before when it you know when art was occurring organically and um there was no imposition of this faux intellectualism intellectualism or intelligentsia that were telling you what art is more specifically because by trying to define it, they've hijacked the definition of art, is what I say in my book. And they've uh-huh. kind of re- redefined it to be about pure expression or, you know, generally, I won't go into politics because I don't really uh-huh. don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I think
1: politics it? plays a part in it, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, it does. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we won't go into that because we don't need to. But um, anyways, <laughs> it was this book. And when I bought this book, I thought, wow. So, see, and when I wrote my book, I actually thought I was being like very revolutionary and there was no other book like it, but I found out since there's there's, plenty of others there's
1: well, yeah, a lot of I didn't of even art. know about
0: I didn't even know about Roger Scruton until uh, later on. Like everybody knew about him except for me.
1: Are you telling Tell, it, tell, tell everybody who that is.
0: Uh, he was this uh, British intellectual writer and he had a lot to say about art. Uh, beauty, aesthetics and beauty. Uh, to be honest, I still haven't read his books. I've only watched like videos online. Uh, but he was you know, he's a much smarter, larger man than me anyways. But I don't know that he's addressed it in exactly the way I do, though. He sort of was more broadly speaking and I think trying to be a bit more politically correct and so forth. And he's would speak more more broadly about beauty values and aesthetic, which is great, which is really the heart of it anyways.
1: So what is what is in your estimation what is the purpose of trying to destroy what came before? I I see no purpose in it. I don't understand it. I well, think that it takes a lot to, more.
0: You're gonna get political to get it. We're gonna that have place. to,
1: huh? Go <laughs> Let's out. go ahead. Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> uh,
0: me how should I put it? <laughs> I mean there's other factors as well. There's industrialization played a part hmm. and technology changed things, all this. Uh, to me, the root of it is the redefining of art, uh, what it means in the definition, which is modernism. Because if we look actually at the uh, official uh, explanations or definitions of the movements—abstract expressionism, conceptualism—mostly they just say uh, to as as their modus operandi, as it were, uh, to create art without by non-traditional means or something.
1: Non-traditional.
0: <laughs> like something more or less to that effect, maybe with grander, you know. A little bit more exposition and larger words but more or less that's what they'll say they are and you can see right there at its core it's there's no basis there's no foundation other than to be not art <laughs> you know uh, to be so
1: it's, just, it's, kind it's, of an, it's like an,
0: it's an attack really it is it's resistance
1: to yeah it is an like attack the past,
0: the past yeah. is evil the past is, is colonial or imperialist or whatever and we're going to be new now and do this but it's all upside down and it's not natural
1: no, it's, it's, to me, honestly, doing the works of art like what we've seen from your Leonardo da Vinci, uh, you know, Monet and all of those, it they, they took more brain power to do that. So I'm just attributing this to just sheer laziness. People don't want to work anymore.
0: <laughs> Does that yeah, make that sense factors, to you? That factors in. But that factors in laziness. It's more like, like just people sort of that began it all. We know when you begin something like this and become successful, then it becomes like a, like a giant circus with infrastructure. And there can be millions of people involved. They don't really know why or how, what they're doing. Like, frankly, most people just follow along with what's popular anyways or... Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really yeah. Is follow kind the kind leader. The emperor's new clothes kind of thing. It really is like that. <laughs> yeah, it is. If, if, so, if most people see that something is the way it is, what they're supposed to do, they just do it. So like most people involved would just be harmless in that sense. Sheep. But, uh, sorry? Sheep. sheep well, we'd call yeah. them sheep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's mean. I am so it,
1: but, unpolitically correct.
0: <laughs> oh, you can't be as bad as me. <laughs> we don't. But, um, What can i say about how can i put it it was definitely done to weaken well in the same sense that the other things they're sort of bringing in that to to, it doesn't help in a mass consumerist type society to have uh these grandiose individualistic or culturally uh deep-rooted art or architecture because it really doesn't go along with the whole equality vibe if we but we shouldn't maybe get into that too much, but that's really the root of it: is to be materialistic, equality, and um, I mean, I don't know. Some of it it's runs on its own on its own steam, and it's, as well, there's always that urge of the of the youthful rebellion to just deride yeah. anything old and and you know yeah. go go with that new energy or whatever. But like, it's been the same crap they've been doing now for over centuries, and yeah. it's always it's been the same. And it's just like the, the values are ugliness; they they intentionally make them ugly. People don't understand that. I don't most people, like when I went to art school or others go to art schools, they, you know, they mask it in a language that makes you think you're doing it for these intellectual reasons, but really they're just anti-beauty values because they want, because they're against the past. And
1: what, what makes people so against the past? though?
0: Well, people that are hostile to.
1: <laughs> go ahead. Let no. it out. <laughs>
0: As many, com- you know, life is a com- is a is a is a battleground of com- competing groups at all times, sort of, and <sighs> in, in every possible way. So when you try to equalize it all, or if you have certain groups that intentionally want to weaken other groups, I mean, one of the great ways to do it is to destroy their art, their sense of art. Or, I mean, people you go around your uh, capital city and anywhere in, in the West now, and it's just bl- same bland crap everywhere you go. And it's like, well, what's worth fighting for here? Let's just. Just walk away from it. It's crap.
1: So, they just, if, so, and and as far as I'm concerned, if they destroy this all this art, they're also t- trying to destroy history.
0: Yes, they'd love to control and rewrite history. They do that. You can see it happening. I mean, I'm, maybe I have you noticed this?
1: Yes, very much so. Newer movies
0: and things, or documentaries, television shows, education—they kind of re, they're slowly rewriting it as well. So it's all part of this kind of anti-Western sentiment. And I, the art swindle was the first one, I think. But then it's very difficult. Like many people still, I'd have arguments with people that would be able to talk about everything we're talking about and agree, but still want to say, oh, but I just love, you know, the Roscoe or the Picasso. But really, you have to at least see there's a serious rift and you can trace it to exactly where it happens with the art that came before
1: mm-hmm. the art
0: the art from afterwards. It's very, and it, it really goes down to the criticism, to... Uh, to the way they started writing and explaining what art is and what makes it good. And that really boils down to this guy, Clement Greenberg. And he really started that, what they call art speak, which is the kind of nonsense language you hear explaining away.
1: Is that you like political correctness?
0: Well, it is. And is, it is, and that it's a People kind
1: and things like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a word game like that. Oh, it's very much. It is. Yeah. 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 It is. yeah. But it's, it's different. So it's like when you go into a gallery or you see the description beside a painting, or, you know, what he was doing, or you read a criticism about some artwork uh, after the fact, usually you, this is the language you'll notice. It'll be kind of, almost sounds like it's making sense. And it'll imply that, you know, it, this is very lofty. And uh, usually usually it's frankly combined with some sort of uh, liberal political angle as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's all in that language. And the,
1: the, the,
0: <laughs> of the work. Yeah, yeah,
1: it figures.
0: Yeah,
1: it figures. So, uh, here's the thing. Also, I think that you can com- you can completely ruin an entire culture by destroying their art. There, I mean, it takes other elements too, but one of them is the art because art is a part of. A culture, you know, Greek art is different from from English art. It was different from, you know, Middle Eastern art and all of that. It de- It's one of the things that def- actually defines a culture. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that?
0: No, it definitely is. It is the expression of their myths and their motifs and everything. Usually it would be unified so that everything from a certain culture would, you know, you, like you say, you can identify the Greek or the Norse art, and it would be the same across, you know, all their visual arts, certainly, and including music and stuff too. You can, like, it's their identifiable feel Mm -hmm. based on their myths and their ancient heroes and, uh, you know, their motif of uh, decorative arts, like Celtic knots and things like this. It's
1: the form of expressing themselves, yeah.
0: Well, it's artifacts of their living culture. So like art, real art, if you were, if you were forced to try to describe what art is, which is nearly impossible, I got caught in that one a few times. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a uh, it is that it's the confident expression of a people uh-huh. that's rooted in frankly things like in blood and going way back into ancient prehistory and myth like generally so like exactly how and the way the way it forms is sort of a mystery but it's an ancient thing that shouldn't be trifled with that speaks for people on behalf of them and it can, it can evolve with them like naturally but it's where this modernism came in that it kind of Wrecked that and sort of said, oh, no, no, it took, it got a, a hype around it about just being about a newness, which was related to the industrial age happening as well. Mm-hmm. But it uh, threw away the entirety of that and unif- and even to this day, it works to unify everything. It's, it's tied up with globalism as well. It's really oh, that kind yeah. of
1: business. I saw... I saw you, I saw a tweet of yours that was very interesting. Somebody had found a key, and you had said that you would rather see every Walmart all over the world raised to the ground
0: yeah.
1: rather than destroy this key and get rid of this key. Uh, tell us why. I, I uh, think that's pretty interesting. That's a bold, interesting <laughs> statement. I'm like... Oh, that's interesting. Okay, let's find out.
0: Well, uh, like I said in the tweet, the key has tele- teleological and cultural value that you can sense in it. You saw the key, right?
1: Yes, it's beautiful. I think it
0: does not feel like it was priceless. And like, my God, someone would make a key, a single key for a lock that would be so ornate. Absolutely and,
1: uh, gorgeous, yeah. dilation,
0: et cetera. Like to go through that kind of effort into individual daily use objects has gone from it because of this Walmartism and this globalism and everything's made in China. All this plastic crap. You're not going to go into Walmart and find a unique key like that no. for sale. You know, you, there's things you have to get back to the spirit of either making things yourself or you have a, a culture of, I mean, a culture comes from uh, being the necessities of locality. Like you have cuisine and language, et cetera, from a specific region because they were stuck in that reason, re- region and everything they made was from the soil about them. You know, it. Uh, they also yeah. developed into empires like Rome, but like uh, the origin of these things comes from not globalism, but being sort of cut off and things developing naturally uh, within certain sort of borders, I guess, or what have you. So, what was my point there? I lost it. I, lost I think you had several <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, pretty well, good so points. Global, global, I think
1: it's
0: sorry, global globalism then, and it's, <laughs> everything's mass-produced and it's, it's, it's
1: there's no character to it.
0: Yes, yeah, so I would. No. I, I despise Walmart and everything about it, and. Yeah I, I, yeah, I personally value the key more than every Walmart in the world. Yes, that single key, and I'm not joking or exaggerating.
1: So, what are your what are your favorite pieces of art that you've seen? And, and and I know you've looked at lots and lots of pieces. I saw, I actually saw an abandoned 13th century castle on your timeline, which was, I thought was just most one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. So what are your favorite, what's your favorite works of Um, art, like ever?
0: I don't know, um, I'd say broad more broadly, not to mention specific ones. I believe in, uh, Hellenic art and philosophy as being the most developed out of all the, out of all the European arts and really the one that inspired the others to go above and beyond and there's still a lot of energy and potential in that so i would say that sort of the, the way they philosophize the art writing about the golden mean and like it was a spiritual scientific philosophical uh, like everything was wrapped in wrapped up together with the art which was expressed in the art like the sculpture the architecture so i always think they had a real primal creativity that out, out surpassed in my opinion everyone else so i was it would be something along from there, just for the or the sake of the originality of the excellence. Uh, it is
1: really a spirit. It's a spirit of excellence that you're looking for in things, right?
0: Idealism, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: That's excellent. Brendan, thank you for joining us. Hey, follow Brendan at trad underscore west underscore art. Follow me at... Freeman underscore Mary One. Follow New Right Network at New Right Network. This has been the Right Now podcast with Brendan Hurd, who speaks about art and what it really means. Thank you, Brendan, for joining. Us. You've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing. Online at newrightnetwork.com.